0: Welcome to worship this morning at Kern Church. My name is Winston, Pastor here, and it's such a pleasure to be with you this day as we go to God in prayer and praise. My hope for you today is that you find hope in your life, that you connect with the life-changing love of Jesus and you connect with someone else. Well, right now I do want to offer a word of prayer as we enter into this space of worship. Almighty God, thank you for your love that has gathered us to worship you. Thank you for your love that, that shines through in the midst of a foggy morning. Thank you for, for your love amidst all those that are worshiping in person and those that are online. May your spirit be blessed and may you move in the hearts of each one through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today I want to share with you... Uh, Something special that happened just a few weeks ago, really a kind of a breakthrough, the power of God. A few weeks ago, following uh, the, the message that I was preaching that day, um, it was... It was It talking about some of the hardships and difficulties that our church is dealing with and and then really calling to prayer and asking asking you to pray and we're going to talk more about that later but following that service uh, many people are coming up to me talking with me and sharing with me about their prayers and then I saw a gentleman walking out of the sanctuary and and he was holding his tie in his hand just like this and I was like okay well you know that's people don't normally take their ties off in the middle of church and, and he, was, he, he walked up to me, and he said, Pastor, when I was in the service, I felt that God was leading me to give this to you. And I said, thank you, and I took it, and I saw that it says, it says the power of prayer. And he said, this is my favorite tie, but I wanted to give it to you. Now, I'm not one who wears ties that often. In fact, I wore a tie at a funeral the other day, and somebody commented how odd it was for me to wear a tie. But something happened in the midst, in between God and and, and this person's heart, and and, and my life, and, and the call to prayer, that they wanted, that God was calling them to encourage me. Encourage this church, encourage the the power of God to reach beyond what we do here into the lives of those that are hurting into the lives of those who are struggling and and I give God thanks for that for this reminder that now sits on my desk in my office and then I wear sometimes and and have with me this day that God's power is manifest in prayer so I give God thanks for that let's pray God, I thank you that there is power in your presence. I thank you that you share with us your power when your people pray. And, and as we bring these, these offerings of generosity to you, I ask that you use them to do powerful things and bless the lives of each one who gives. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I pray. Amen. I'm just going to uh, put this uh, tie right here so we can be reminded together of the power of prayer. I don't know about you, but growing up, I learned how to pray from my family, especially thinking about my parents who taught us how to pray, and not really how to pray in any specific way except for two ways, um, but, but these, were, these were kind of two specific prayers that my family taught us as, as, as children, how to pray, and, and I'm, my guess is that, that at least uh, these will be at least a little bit familiar to you. The first prayer that I want to share with you that we, was a prayer that we prayed before dinner time. You don't pray before any other meals except dinner time, and so this is, at least this is what I interpreted. So, you know, then, then we came to, to pray before dinner, and this was our prayer. God is great. If you know it, you can say it. God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. By His hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. My family now prays this prayer before our dinner. Really, we pray it a little bit differently. Perhaps it's more inclusive, or perhaps we pray it directly to God. And instead of thanking God for for, uh, giving thanks to Him for our food, we have taught our kids to pray it a bit differently, saying, God is great, God is good. Let us thank you for our food by your hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. And then at bedtime, I remember praying a prayer. Now you can, if you know this one as well, I invite you to share it. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now whoever came up with this prayer never put a kid to bed. I mean, like they never tried to put a child to bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul, to keep. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, we love you so much, dear one. We want you to have the most beautiful of dreams today. So, so, so precious little bundle of joy. As, as we lay you down to sleep, may you know, let's go ahead and finish our prayer. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul, that really. Really? Where did this horror movie come from? Why do you need to to remind your children that they could die before they wake? I mean, children, why why would you do this? I mean, whoever thought it was a good idea to talk about death and dying with a toddler before bed never tried to put a toddler to bed. I mean, this is just not something you do. And then uh, another favorite prayer, I know that you've prayed it, Bless, O Lord, this food to the nourishment of our body. Amen. And then you break open the basket of Kentucky fried chicken and eat the fried chicken and and, or you you open that Jesus chicken that I know you wait in line to go around forever at the chicken filet, Chick-fil-A, and and you've got your large sweet tea because they have good ice or I don't go to Chick-fil-A often, but I think they have good ice. For those that like that kind of ice, and, 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 and you have your large sweet tea and your, your, your chicken sandwich, which Jesus anointed on the Sea of Galilee, and, 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 and then you pray, oh Lord, bless this, bless this food to the nourishment of my body. And I know God can do miracles, but Jesus also said, do not put the Lord your God to the test, right? Do not put the Lord your God to the test. But today we're beginning a new message series about prayer about prayer. And I know that most of you pray. I know that most of you pray. By default, I know that most of you pray, because most Americans pray. But I know that you also pray. You have prayer practices that you share with me about. I, last week, I asked people to ask the Lord, ask, ask God, Lord, teach me to pray. And many responded with me in talking about how they were doing this and asking God to teach them to pray. Our, our church sends out specific prayer requests for people that are in need. And, and you respond, and I know that you're keeping, you're keeping these in prayer. And usually these prayer requests have to do with someone's ill health or, or a specific struggle that's going on in someone's life. But the prayer that, that we're going to lift up this morning... As we begin talking about prayer, it's not really so much how to pray, or or how prayer should function in your life, or or how to pray more effective prayers, or or really even a pattern of prayer to teach your children. Instead, we are going to discover, we are going to discover and experience praying for miracles. And I mean unabashedly praying for miracles. So keep praying the way you're praying. Keep praying for those that are struggling to breathe. Keep praying for those that are going through hard times in their lives. Keep praying for those that are in the hospital. Keep praying for your country. Keep praying for all the things that you pray for. And today, I want to add something to that. Normally, I don't like to add burdens to you, but this one's good enough to add. I want to invite you to pray unabashedly for miracles. You are going to be invited to pray along with me and everyone else, to pray for miracles for Kern Church, for our church, and to pray for miracles in your own life. Now, if you were with us last week or joined online, and I asked you to do a little bit of homework. And I know that it was fall break um, for many of us, and so homework over fall break is kind of sinful, I realize that, um, but, but I asked some, some of you to do, do some homework, and, and, I, and many of you responded to how you were doing this homework, this simple homework of praying the prayer, Lord, teach me to pray. And throughout the week, in the middle of the week, I sent an email about this. And if you don't receive our emails, I invite you to go to to kernchurch.org, and there's a way you can sign up to receive emails. And maybe you opted out of the emails in the past, and if that's okay, no shame, but you would like to see them again or wonder where they are, you have to sign yourself up for that because we can't keep adding you to a list that you take yourself off of. Uh, But just go to kernchurch.org, and you can sign up to receive these emails. And, and, And the prayer that we prayed last week was just, Lord, teach me pray. And this is a simple prayer, and it was one of, if not the first prayer, that the followers of Jesus ever really prayed. They asked Jesus, who they knew was a person of prayer, they asked Jesus, Lord, Lord, teach me to pray. Lord, teach me to pray. And the prayer that Jesus taught him is often referred to the Lord's Prayer, and this is a prayer that Christians have been saying from generation to Amen. This is the, the English kind of translation that, that we share often in the, the sense of worship and, 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 and before God. But if you have a Bible, I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of Matthew. This is the first book in the New Testament, and, and Matthew tells us the stories about Jesus. And, 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 and when Jesus' his followers asked him how to pray, I'm going to read what he responded with. It's what the Lord's Prayer is based off of. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, where we read this. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. So this is the prayer that that Jesus taught his followers to pray. And and this is the basis for the Lord's Prayer that was shared just a, a few moments ago. And this is a great, it's a great prayer It teaches you to honor God. It teaches you to to pray for provision. It teaches you to to ask for forgiveness. It reminds you that you're supposed to forgive other people, that you're supposed to reach out in forgiveness to other people, and it also asks for strength, for strength to to stay out of sin. But it does more than this, too. And so today I want to focus on one specific petition in this prayer. One specific piece of this prayer that, that, that really is a piece about asking God to do powerful things. It's a, it's, a asking, it's a powerful prayer that asks God to do powerful things. In fact, asks God to, to do miracles. If you go back to the title slide, we, 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 we have this reminder to, to pray for miracles. And this is the piece in verse 10. May your kingdom come, May your will be done. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. It's been my personal prayer over the past month and a half is this phrase that that God's will be done. And, and, And it has demonstrated so much power, so much power to me To to really look at the power here, I think that it's actually pretty important to look at the Greek language that that this passage was originally written in. and Most of the New Testament was originally written, um, despite what some believe, it wasn't originally written in the King James Version of English, but it was originally written in Greek. It was kind of the language of the day when the Jesus was, was living. And, and so whether or not Jesus usually spoke in Greek or not, that's a whole other thing, an academic discussion, I guess. But, but the, the New Testament was originally written mostly in Greek. Then there's different manuscripts and translations. That have been sent down and passed down through the ages. And I'm really not a, a Greek scholar, and, and so I don't usually spend a lot of time talking about languages because that you know is, is really kind of boring for most of us and, and 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 not all that relevant. But here I think it's helpful. You see, this phrase is, is asking that God's will be done. Now, God's will is talking about God's purpose, God's God's design, God's wishes, what God has determined to do. So this phrase God's will be done, has kind of two parts, well, three parts. One is God, asking God to do it. But, but, but two is this will part, the, the, the purpose, the design that God intends. And then the third part is the phrase that we use in English, be done. Be done. It's kind of an unassuming verb phrase. And this is where the power comes into play. Because if you're just praying, Lord, let your will be done, I mean, it could be as though if you were just kind of having wishful thinking, Lord, help, help me to do good. Or, or, or Lord, I, I wish that, that I could do this. Or, or it could be kind of a prayer of thinking, you know, influence on humanity for us to be better to one another, for us to look out for one another. Let us have kinder hearts. Now, these are good prayers, but this is, not, this is not the kind of, of thing that we're really praying for when you ask God's will be done. It's not a bad prayer because people are often actors for God in the world. But Jesus' instruction is not just about the power of positive thinking to kind of influence people in the world. Instead, the verb to be, the verb be done here it is literally, it literally means something like come into existence. to to ignite, to come into existence, to to arise or to appear in history. It's also used to describe miracles being formed. And and so when you pray God's will be done, you're saying, God, arise your purpose here. Break into history. Come into my life. Come into the world as you do in heaven, do here. Just bring your miracle here. Break forth in your miracle right here. To quote a book that I've been reading, translated literally, this dynamic Greek verb that Jesus utilized usually meant to come into existence, to break through or emerge in history, or for miracles to come to pass. Jesus was teaching his companions to add prayer, inviting God to break through current reality into new possibilities. To put it bluntly, Jesus was was teaching his followers to pray for miracles. Jesus was teaching his followers to pray for miracles and expect them to happen. Now this is kind of the basic prayer that that Jesus teaches us, to to do all these things, to, to, to have provision, to forgiveness of sins, to protect us from evil, but then in the middle of this prayer, in a seemingly innocuous phrase, God let your will be done, Jesus teaches his followers to pray for miracles, to pray for powerful things for God to move in your life, in the world, and then not only to pray for them, expect them, expect them to happen. Expect them to happen. You see, Jesus' followers were smart enough to know that their talents and their ideas could get them so far in ministry. They knew that they, they had what it takes to get so far in, in following after God and even helping other people. They could, they could accomplish quite a few things by their human strength alone and, and helping people and, and sharing the good news about Jesus. But they also understood that they weren't enough. They also understood that their own strength wasn't enough. They understood that they could not manage their way into performing miracles. They could not manage their way into performing healings and real miracles in the name of God. So Jesus taught them to pray it. They knew that their good works and their good deeds would get them only so far. And this is why they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray because they saw the power of prayer in Jesus. As someone someone else said, when Jesus taught them to add prayer, asking God to break through miraculously anew, they began to look expectantly for the Almighty God to do it in and through them, what they had never imagined in their own lives, and certainly couldn't accomplish themselves. What this is saying is that when Jesus taught them to pray this, they began to pray prayers and look for God to do things that they couldn't even imagine God to do. The Gospels are full of it, friends one time jesus was was teaching a group of five thousand or or really even more probably and, and 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 the disciples those around Jesus said, "You know God Jesus I, uh, these people are probably getting hungry, and when people get hungry, they get grouchy, so you should probably send them on their way and and Jesus looks at them and he says, "Well why don't you feed them and and, and never in their imagination could they think about feeding five thousand people I mean you know like just feeding a family of six costs a lot of money, uh, but, but feeding 5,000 people. And they're thinking, we, we, all we have are just a few little things, a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish that we brought for ourselves to eat. And Jesus, we don't have enough. And, and, and Jesus said, so Jesus took it and blessed it and broke it, and a miracle was performed. And the disciples never in their wildest imagination could have imagined what Jesus could have done. And so when Jesus teaches them to pray, he teaches them to pray for miracles to happen, even for God to move in ways that they could not even imagine. They were taught to pray prayers asking God to break through, to break through into the world. In addition to their other prayers, they began to pray these breakthrough prayers asking God to miraculously break through into their daily lives and into the lives of those that they are around. And it was Jesus who taught them to do this. It was God's Holy Spirit who who promised to break through and bring miracles. And so no longer are they trying to do good on their own, but they're only able to do it through the power of God working through them. If you know the story of what came next, you know that Jesus wouldn't be with them. For a long time. Jesus would, in fact, leave his followers in death. And and, and, and whether Jesus was with them for one year or three years, it's just a small period of time in which Jesus was with his disciples. And and he was taken by death. Death on on a cross, where where the Roman authorities crucified him because because of all that was going on in the world at that time. And he descended into the dead or into the grave and then. And then he rose from the grave of the power of the resurrection. But he wouldn't even stick at this time around with them long. Eventually he would ascend to God in heaven. But before Jesus left, he told his followers. He told his followers that he expected them to continue doing the same thing that Jesus was doing while Jesus was on the earth. That Jesus told his followers, I expect you to be like me. I expect you to do the things that I did to heal the people that I've healed, to to share the good news with the people that need good news shared about. And and this group of Jesus followers who were supposed to keep doing the work of of Jesus, this is the group that came to be known as the church not too far away. A few weeks ago, I shared about some of the, the difficulties that this particular church is dealing with. Some of of the difficulties that are going on in the life of Kern Church. I mean, friends, our our church has been through a particularly difficult season over the past few years. I want you to know that that great things and even miraculous things are are beginning to take place. and, and, And your faithfulness and God's faithfulness is making this happen. And I really do celebrate this. But we are still dealing with some of the consequences of the previous few years The difficulties are here, especially as we continue to come to grips with our current financial realities. So when I shared this, I also shared that there was a a time in the early church when when Jesus' followers, when the early church was facing their own difficulties. In fact, their difficulties were worse than ours, believe it or not. Their difficulties had to do with they were facing the same type of punishment, perhaps, that Jesus faced that they were, they were facing uh, state-sanctioned persecution, imprisonment, and even death, okay? So as this new, new movement was off the ground, this new church was off the ground, the followers of Jesus were, were, were being threatened their very lives, and the, the leaders of the church were being arrested and, and threatened with their lives. And, 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 and in the middle of this, in the face of these threats, the leaders of the church remembered what Jesus had taught them about praying for miracles. The the leaders of the church, in the midst of the difficulties they were facing, they remembered what Jesus had taught them, that Matthew told us that Jesus had taught them about praying for God's miracles, praying for God's will, God's action in the world to be done. And so what they did is they, they staged a prayer meeting. They had a prayer meeting where they gathered everybody together, and they prayed for miracles. They prayed for powerful things to happen, for God to break through. You can find this in Acts chapter 4 beginning in verse 29, where they prayed these words. They would just been released from prison, by the way. They got together for a prayer meeting. They said, God, grant your servants to speak your word with all boldness. Now, they could have prayed a prayer, Lord, protect me. Lord, care for me. Lord, make me feel better after being in jail. But no, they said, grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of Jesus. In the face of difficulties, the followers of Jesus prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness and for God to stretch out his hand and do miracles in their midst. For God to, to, in the name of Jesus, to respond in a powerful way. And you know what happened? God responded. And in verse 31 we read that when they prayed this... The place in which they were gathered together was shaken. God moved and shook the building that they were staying in. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. They prayed a bold prayer of asking for miracles. And God provided with a miracle. Really, miracles upon miracles, because the power of God broke through in such a way that the place was shaken, they were filled with God's Spirit, and they received a boldness to face a new and unknown future. And if you continue to read the book of Acts, you continue to see how God's miracles continue to unfold and find that God's power and boldness were continued to be poured out. We we find that the Word of God, we read that the Word of God continued to spread, and the church continued to grow daily. Now, this wasn't one, some kind of camp meeting, um, everybody come to Jesus, we're happy, and so we're we're coming to church to, to be fed. No, this was a a countercultural thing. People were under threat from the government, but yet the church continued to grow. The church continued to add numbers to their, their, their body each and every day because of the mighty power of God, and all this was because of God's power to break through in the face of history and to ignite miracles. The prayer, this prayer, is what Jesus taught them to do to pray. May your will be done. And and when he he said pray for God to break through, pray for God's miracles to emerge in history, pray for miracles to come to pass, pray and invite God to to break through current realities with new hopes and new possibilities. And I want you to know that that this is a a similar type of, of breakthrough prayer that I've been praying for the past 32 days. 32 days which isn't really a long time, but it's the time that I've been praying, specifically a breakthrough prayer such as this. During this prayer journey, I have to just share that God has opened doors, miraculous doors, in powerful ways. I, I can point to several that, that we'll, we can have conversations about that have happened and are happening for hopes and newness for the Kern for Church and, and in my own personal personal life. And during one of these times of breakthrough prayer just a couple of weeks ago, I received a message from God in my heart. Now, this isn't the type of of message that came from a voice on high or even came from a burning bush that that, that spoke to me in a verbal way, but it was this deep movement in my heart. As I was praying a breakthrough prayer and asking God's miraculous power to to intercede in my life and the life of this church, God spoke to me and said, Will, you can't keep this prayer for yourself. You can't keep this prayer for yourself. This prayer is too powerful for just one person. You must invite the whole church to pray with you. So it's three things. Will, you can't keep this for yourself. It's too powerful for you to handle by yourself. You must invite everyone else to pray it with you. And so that's what we're doing. I'm inviting you to join me in praying for miracles miracles. I'm inviting you to follow the teaching of Jesus who, who, who taught us to pray for God's miracles to come to earth as they are in heaven. And over the next few weeks, we are going to specifically focus on, on prayer in this way. But this breakthrough prayer is, is not limited to just the next few weeks. In fact, my prayer and, and really what, what I think God has given is that this, this, this new prayer for miracles will be a prayer that provides the foundation for all that we do through Kern Church, really all God does through Kern Church from this day forward. And my hope and my prayer is that, is that you and I together, you and I together are, are so overcome by the same sense and power of God's presence that I have felt. And over the next few weeks, we're going to look at, at this prayer at Breakthrough Prayer, at our Breakthrough Prayer, and introduce different practices for praying it, different ways of asking God's power to be manifest. And, and, and so right now, I just want to pray the prayer with you, okay? And, and then I want to give you a few resources and ask um, that I'll that'll then ask you to pray each, each day. So I'm going to pray this prayer, and then I want to invite you to pray it with me out loud. Hear this prayer. God, release the resurrection power of your Spirit to break through and bring miracles of new hopes, dreams, and possibilities for our church and in our own lives. Grant to us your boldness to follow Jesus into your new and unknown future. May your Spirit come and your will be done. Amen. Now I want to invite you to pray it with me, and it's in your bulletin, but it's also on the screen. Let's pray this together. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit to break through and bring miracles of new hopes, dreams, and possibilities for our church and in our own lives. Grant to us your boldness to follow Jesus into your new and unknown future. May your spirit come and your will be done. Amen. Okay, so this prayer, it's printed in your bulletin. Take this with you. You can pray for it. You can pray it. If you are like me and you lose paper, I lose paper. I want to invite you to scan the QR code found in the next steps portion of your bulletin. And there you will be invited to download a smartphone wallpaper. And so I've created the smartphone wallpaper that that every time you open your phone, and if you're like me, that's many times too many, Um, you are reminded to pray this prayer. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit. And this morning I saw a a, a news article that came up talking about Russia attacking Ukraine, and, and I was seeing this juxtaposed to this prayer, and I was just moved to pray for this news story. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit. And so this can stay with you and remind you to pray it. And if you're joining us online or if you're concerned about this, you can go to kernchurch.org slash yeah, pray to find all this information and to download this wallpaper and invite others to join with you. And then I want to invite you to pray this prayer daily at 1101. Now that's kind of an odd time, I realize that, but that's chosen on purpose for two reasons. One, odd times are better to remember. 1101 is a great time to pray. Um, but this is also Luke 11 Luke chapter 11 verse 1 It's where Jesus asked or where Jesus' followers said, "Lord, teach me to pray." Lord, teach me to pray. And so if our church together pauses at 1101 to pray this prayer, we're joining together as God teaches us to pray for mighty miracles in our midst. And maybe you're, you're like me, and I'm going to set a reminder on my phone to go off uh, each and every day, and maybe I won't rem- remember to like pause it during Sunday when we're in worship. And so if we're in the middle of worship at an 11 o'clock service, because it's 1101 and, 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 and Wanda's playing the prelude and, and all of our phones start beeping and alarming, we will know that God is calling us to, to pray. Uh, so that may be an endorsement to go check out that service uh, just at least for the first couple of minutes to see if, if that's happening. And I also want to, you to take this prayer to pray it in your small groups, to pray it in your classes, pray it around your dinner table, to pray it in our committees, to incorporate the work and power of prayer in every single thing we do. Not so that prayer is a bookend, you know, something you do at the first and the close of your meeting, but something that you're asking God's Spirit to move in every single way, God's resurrection power to move. And in in fact, this afternoon our church council is meeting following the 11 o'clock service, and we are going to be praying this prayer together and asking God and looking for the signs of God's miracle breaking through in our life you know praying this this breakthrough prayer is a practice that includes not only praying but also uh going about prayer throughout your day going about your day in continued prayer and so if you were like me you need reminders to do this one is is the smartphone wallpaper but also i need reminders that are just kind of short and simple and so as, as after I wrote this prayer and, and, and asked God to bless it, I also thought the short prayer, just the first line, release your resurrection power. So memorize that at first line, release your resurrection power. And every time you need a short prayer, every time you find yourself pausing, every time you think that you're about to, to fall into sin, or, or maybe every time you're sitting at the red light, thinking about how sinful you can be to your neighbors that are cutting you off in traffic. Like, just, just, God, release your resurrection power. Release your resurrection power. And may that short form, that prayer hold, remain in you and your heart. And all that's in our bulletin. It's also at kernchurch.org slash pray. And so as you pray, and as you pray throughout your day, make sure that you look up and you look out, seeing and looking for signs of God's miracles of the breakthroughs that are happening in the name of Jesus Christ to come in to offer new hopes and dreams and possibilities in your life and in the life of your church. And so right now, I want us just to pause one more time, and we're going to close in prayer. And it's a time to pray this prayer again together. Uh, Julie, if you'll put that on the screen, and we're going to pray this breakthrough prayer together again as the band begins to come up, and then we're going to sing a closing song together. And I want you to know that these these kneeling benches here at the the front of the platform are available for you to come and pray. If you feel God moving on your heart, to pray any way that that you desire. To pray for God's resurrection power in your life and in our church. So we're going to pray this prayer together. We're going to sing a song and know that you're welcome to continue to pray. Let us pray. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit to break through and bring miracles of new hopes, dreams, and possibilities for our church and in our own lives. Grant to us your boldness to follow Jesus into your new and unknown future. May your spirit come. May your will be done. Amen. God has done great things has done great things and god promises two great things so leave this day with the power of god's resurrection spirit oh god bring your resurrection power and may you be receiving it in your life this day and in your prayer life throughout the week go with this blessing amen thanks for listening if you want to reach out to kern memorial united methodist church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.